next Saturday at 6. It's time for your weekly music and entertainment fix. Backstage with Sinead Nivorda. With all the best music, interviews and live sessions. Live from the Radio Nova Studios in the Dublin Docklands. Hello, happy Saturday. Welcome along to Backstage. What a show I've got lined up for you today. I'm going to be talking to a legend of a man. Him by the name of Eric Bloom of Blue Oyster Cult. The band are going to be playing their first ever Irish headline show at Dublin's Academy this month. So the New Yorker is going to be joining me very soon and is going to be talking about laser shows. He's going to be revealing what he thought of the more cowbells, Saturday Night Live skit featuring Will Ferrell and Christopher Walken. If you don't know what I'm talking about, head along now to the Radio Nova 100 Facebook page and check out the clip. It is hilarious. The Pixies are in Ireland next week for two shows live at the Marquee in Cork and the Ivy Gardens in Dublin. So you'll be hearing from them and on why David Bowie thought that their music was one of the most compelling of the 1980s. Biffy Clyro released a brand new album, Ellipsis, yesterday. So I'll be playing new music from that one. And with the Stone Roses playing Marty Park tonight, I'm going to be playing a live one from them. Backstage on Radio Nova. Since the release of their self-titled debut album in 1972, Blue Oyster Cult have sold over 24 million albums worldwide. They've enlisted in VH1's countdown of the greatest hard rock bands of all time. And because of their unique sound and diversity, Blue Oyster Cult have been influential to so many modern bands that span different genres. They're often viewed as important pioneers of several different styles of rock music that came to prominence in the 1980s and 90s. Many heavy metal bands have cited them as a major influence, most notably Metallica. So there was a lot of excitement when news circulated that Blue Oyster Cult would be playing Ireland for the first time ever this year in celebration of the 40th anniversary since the original 1976 release of the album Agents of Fortune. The Long Island Rockers will be jetting in from NYC to play the first ever show in Ireland on Thursday the 28th of July at the Academy in Dublin. The show will feature the complete Agents album plus a full set of powerful classics from a back catalogue spanning over four decades. You all know the song I'm sure. Don't Fear the Reaper. It's been covered by everyone from him and the Goo Goo Dolls to Wilco and Elliot Smith. It is arguably still one of the most haunting and recognised tracks in rock history. Eric Bloom of Blue Oyster Cult will be joining me backstage in a moment to talk about the band's laser shows, the current music scene and what he thought of that infamous Saturday Night Live sketch which depicts the band recording Don't Fear the Reaper and features cameo roles from Will Ferrell and Chris Walken. So I'm going to play you a clip from that sketch. This is just hilarious. I'm standing here staring at rock legend Bruce Dickinson. The cock and a walk, baby. And if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we should probably give him more cowbell. Say, baby. And Bobby, you are right. I am being selfish. But the last time I checked, we don't have a whole lot of songs that feature the cowbell. I gotta have more cowbell, baby. I'd be doing myself a disservice and every member of this band if I didn't perform the hell out of this. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Thank you, Bruce. Do the wind, the sun, or the rain. We can be like 
You're backstage on Radio Nova with me, Shanae Void, and music from Blue Oyster Cult, the absolute classic Don't Fear the Reaper. And Blue Oyster Cult shall be playing their first ever Irish performance at Dublin's Academy on Thursday, the 28th of this month. And joining me ahead of that special show is Eric Bloom of Blue Oyster Cult. Eric, how are you? You're doing very well. How about yourself? I'm pretty good, thanks. We're looking forward to, uh, to coming there for the first time. Yeah, this is what I actually wanted to start off with, Eric. 44 years later, you finally decided to come to play Ireland. Why so long? Well, you know, we have not much to do with it. Um, It has to do with um, the local uh, promoters in your country who want to bring us. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of people, a lot of fans and a lot of promoters who wanted to bring you. It's just crazy. This is your first time, all this time on. So no doubt there's a lot of very, very excited people waiting to see you guys play. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I bet. And congratulations on the 40th anniversary since The Amazing Agents of Fortune. Can you believe it's been 40 years since the release of that album? Well, it, it just went by real quick. You know, I don't know. I look at myself in the mirror and I go, who's that guy? You know, but, <laughs> um, no, it's, um, you know, of, of course, we've been working straight ahead and just keep doing what we do. But it's, it's been a, a pretty interesting ride. I bet it has. I bet it's been an unbelievable ride. And I know you seem to have a very strong work ethic continuing to, to tour and everything. And like, like seeing how, like you're obviously an incredibly influential band and seeing how pivotal Metallica have been in forging their own kind of techniques and brand of metal. How does it feel to have the likes of Metallica count you guys as a big influence? Well, they're, they're very nice guys and, and uh, I've met them a few times. And um, it's, it's the same kind of thing is, uh, you know, I saw the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and the Doors and 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 um, everybody's influenced about, you know, what came before them. I mean, what do you take away from, from those kind of shows? Obviously, everyone takes away something from seeing bands and you have bands these days, which is hard to say, going oh, when I saw Oasis and inspired me to pick up a guitar and I think, God, I'm getting old now. But looking back at the Doors, I mean, what do you take away from watching Ray and Jim and everyone up on stage? Well, our first tour ever was opening for Alice Cooper. And I'd say, you know, that probably was a very big influence uh, on us. He was really uh, more of a, pi- a pioneer than anybody really knows. Um, he invented a lot of, of, of what came after. Uh, I, I really doubt if Kiss would have ever done what they did without Alice Cooper coming first. He forged the way for so many, really, didn't he? Alice is, um, um, you know, one of my favorites and and, um, really um, paved the way for any kind of band that that, um, ever had um, any kind of show aspect, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it is stage props or lighting or costume or or, um, just any kind of theatrical aspect to their show. I mean, they owe everything to Alice Cooper. Actually, you guys kind of went along in a similar route in terms of laser shows, didn't you? Well, nobody... Well, there was a couple of uh, bands that had a a little bit of... um, Actually, I saw Led Zeppelin had a a single uh, laser. I I went to see them, and um, I saw McCartney using it it in... uh, I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was Wings or, uh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing them do a big uh, uh, sort of laser thing during 
left eye. I, I, I'm sure it was wings. Uh, so um, then I saw um, our, our manager found this sort of a scientist who was doing a laser show in a loft. <laughs> and he took us up there and he said, um, you have to see this. And uh, the guy who had designed this sort of avant-garde laser show never meant it to be taken on tour. And uh, we either were insane <laughs> or, or foolish young men, and we decided to take this guy's um, never-meant-to-be-moved show on tour. And uh, wow. for about a year and a half or so, we we, we uh, took this uh, huge laser apparatus and put it in a truck and, and used it for our show. It was pretty amazing for a while. Yeah, I can imagine. But does that kind of thing cause damage? Like, I know there was one story saying that a sound guy was blinded, which I know wasn't true, but... No, that's all BS. Rubbish, yes. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? What was the danger? Did you say, did you say rubbish? Rubbish, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish. I love that. Yeah. Americans don't say that, but I love that. Oh, yeah, you'd say garbage, wouldn't you? Is that your equivalent? Yeah, I guess. BS, uh, I guess. BS is a good one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, did the lasers cause damage at all? Or what happened? Was, was it just an expense thing? Or why did you decide to call it quits on this yeah, crazy it, laser Yeah, it really show? became uh, the, the weight of the expense. Um, uh, if these um, huge 16-watt lasers being dragged around, of course, now probably... You know, you could pack one of these things up in a little suitcase. But back then, it was, um, you got to remember how long ago this was. Um, it was the late 70s. And uh, uh, the 16-watt laser, we were, I think we were carting around two of them. Uh, they had to be water-cooled with the, the same kind of hoses u- used for a fire engine. Whoa! You know, you know and, 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 and uh, it was incredibly, um, th- there was... The the building had to provide you know water and and the, the fire hydrants and 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 um, if there was the environmental aspect of the water runoff and the heat from the laser and it and, and if it broke it had to be flown back to the manufacturer and it was the I, the numbers involved were were incredibly daunting. And um, after a year or so, a year and a half or so of doing it, um, we we really had to back out of it. And before I ask you your thoughts on the now infamous Saturday Night Live more cowbell sketch, I think it's time I play another song now. You are backstage with Eric Bloom of Blue Oyster Cult here on Radio Nova. And from Blue Oyster Cult, this is Burning For You. City 
Burning For You from Blue Oyster Cult on Radio Nova. That one actually received quite a lot of rotation on MTV when the Music Television Network premiered in 1981 and it cemented the band's contribution to the development and success of the music video in modern pop culture. And you are backstage with Eric Bloom of Blue Oyster Cult who are performing at Dublin's Academy on the 28th of July. Now, Eric, okay, it's time to talk SNL and more cowbell. What are your thoughts on the now infamous sketch? Well, actually, I'm sitting on the same couch when that went live. Right I know. <laughs> and and um, you know the TV in front of me, and we were happened to be off on that Saturday, and I was I watched SNL ever since it first came on in the John Belushi era, and and um, did not know about. The, they never told us. You're kidding. So. Um, I turned it on, and there, you know, there it is behind the music, Blue Oyster Cult. And I go, what? You know? And um, so I was just as surprised as anyone. And um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was sort of a jaw-dropping moment. And, and um, you know, of course, my phone started to ring. And um, <laughs> the humor of it was more... Um, Took took a couple of watches for me before before the humor of it got to me. It was more like, um, really, are they really doing this to us? You know? Yeah, I mean, and then, a huge shock, especially when you weren't expecting it. It's a show that you like to sit down and watch. You happen to be off, and uh, boom, there yeah, you go. Yeah, it's not every too. day that you're you know <laughs> you know that SNL sends you up on SNL. You know, <laughs> so so um, it was um it, it was more of a shock and then then of course the humor of it you know got to me later but um i know our guitar player who wrote the song uh he looked it up on on um he did some research yeah. found out that Will Ferrell wrote the sketch actually wrote it uh, previously and they were, had rejected it and then brought it up the next season and there had been a lot of ad libbing when they did it and uh, mostly um Christopher Walton did some ad libbing and I think that's where a lot of the really funny lines came in, were the ad libs, yeah. and um, or the and, and I, I think you know, stick with me, and you're going to be wearing gold diapers. You know, <laughs> some of those lines were not in the script, and and um, it's really and you see them cracking up; they're they're, they're dying as they're doing it. Yeah. And I see um, Jimmy Fallon cracking up, and they're. I think that's part of why it's so funny is is they're actually laughing themselves, oh. and and um, uh, certainly we no one had any idea how that sketch would impact actually American language or maybe language everywhere. I was reading a car magazine, and um, it was a review of some new car. And it said in the magazine, you know, this car needs more cowbell. Ah, here. That is brilliant. And it's really crossed over. It is. I was just about to say that it has crossed over into regular language because I have heard that phrase uttered before I even heard about the SNL live skit. So yeah, it? so so um, there you go. It's it's become part of um, you know accepted language, and, and you know people now know what they're talking about when they mention that. <laughs> you know, I I have a Facebook page, and you know if it gets mentioned, you know, several times a month, people think they're very clever by putting more cowbell on my page. Oh, that's just too funny. And how did you find Will Ferrell's cowbell playing? Would you hire him? Well, if he <laughs> wants to, um, you know, actually, we did try to have him come down to a show once. I have a friend of mine who's uh, kind of connected in Hollywood, 
And I said, you know, we're playing in L.A. Do you think you could reach Will Ferrell and ask if he wants to come down? And he did reach him, and uh, he was unfortunately unavailable, and he was making a movie about 100 miles away and could not come down. But I think he would have. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that would have been fun. We were trying to arrange it for uh, Dublin, maybe, yeah? <laughs> if you can find him anywhere nearby. We're gonna, Radio Nova are going to track down uh, Will Ferrell and get him on stage with you. It has to I, I think he's had it with the cowbell by now. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> oh, man. Well, what do you think of the, of the, like, the heavy metal and rock scene at the moment, Eric? Well, mm. what an interesting question. Mm. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's not going away, is it? Nope. Certainly isn't. Um, all you have to do is look at those festivals in Germany that, that, mm. that seem to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and uh, you know, how many, how many metalheads can you put in one German festival? You know, it's just uh, <laughs> incredible. You know, they just had Hellfest, and now uh, I think we're doing a couple of them in, in July sometime or, or, or early August. We're coming over in late July, and we're doing Cross U.S. Theater, and then we're doing that week. We're doing a couple of German fests, and we're going to um, Basel and um, Norway and a couple of other uh, cities across uh, Europe. But first of all, we're looking looking forward to come to Europe. It's a mm. lot of fun for us. To answer your question, mm. you know, it's a lot of really good, very interesting uh, hard rock slash metal acts these days. Mm. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch is probably my favorite. So will we be expecting any crazy stage antics or cowbell gimmicks or laser shows at the Academy then on the 28th of uh, July? No, I'm afraid all you get is, a lot, is our tunes. <laughs> that's okay. That's just good enough for us. Of course, you know, our, our, our main special effect is we're bringing our, um, our original drummer with us for the special show. Oh, brilliant. Albert Bouchard is coming with us for this show. And uh, so it's going to be uh, the current BOC plus him and the... Um, uh, we're doing two sets, the Agents of Fortune, which is our uh, fifth album um, in its entirety. Nice. And then regular Blue Oyster Cult show after that. Oh, that sounds absolutely phenomenal. Amazing. And your first time as and we, well. And we've, and we've only done that twice before, once in once in L.A. Oh, wow. And we're doing it uh, once in Dublin and once in London. We consider ourselves very lucky then, Eric. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Well, I'm glad to chat with you. Hopefully you'll come down to the show. I'd love to, Eric. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for everything that you've done for music and for metal and for live shows. It's been a pleasure. Eric Bloom with Blue Oyster Cult. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon. Very good. Thanks for calling. Backstage on Radio Nova. Yet to come on the show, new music from Biffy Clyro. I've got new music from Ireland Bound Pixies, plus a few words from a great man, David Bowie, on why he held Pixies in such high regard. Gareth O'Connor joins me backstage next with the latest in music news, which incorporates Prince's band, The Revolution. So now let's have some music from Prince. This is Alphabet Street on Radio Nova.
Radio Nova. 